ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. I believe this is episode 14. Look at us. It's almost like we know what we're doing, kind of. I'm your host, Roscoe Kennison, and I'm joined by Mr. Sean Davies. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know what? I'm all right. Doing doing nice. podcast with you guys. How can I be anything but delighted? Well, that is true. You know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> and we are joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Good evening. How are you, mate? Right. I'm good. I am less snotty than last week, so I've got a bit more of a, a clearer oration going on tonight. Thank God. You know, last week was nearly a two-hour podcast, and I it was a five-hour edit, that one. Damn. Primarily because of Greg. I'm not even sorry. Yeah, I, I, know know. I, know I had a know. cold. I had a cold. Good Lord. I'm not here next week. One of you can have to edit next week. It's going to be pandemonium. Oh my god. Maybe we should take a week off. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's not put that idea in everyone's head, please. <laughs> Am I not allowed one bloody podcast off? I'm the only one that's been on every single one so far. I don't think I'm actually here next week either. Uh, so. Oh man, a Sean Paul double bill. It's been a long time since you've had one of those. A oh, Sean oh, Paul yeah. special? Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, oh wait, no, Sean and Paul. Sean oh. Paul special. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, have very dry. Somebody's got it. She's a singer on some of side. Anyway, digress. Yeah, hang on. My mic's just fallen off the table. Hang on. That means you fool yet, either. I'm just not important, Greg. Can't understand. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a bit of um, editing, isn't it? <laughs> Don't you dare edit this out, Ross, by the way. What is it, Greg? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> sniff, cough, cough, sniff, cough, sniff, cough. Yeah, this is what I stay in. This is, this is an outtakes episode. I like it. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, piss. Shit. This is really bad. Oh, fuck it. I'll use the other mic. Sorry, everyone. That's all right. <laughs> what is actually happening? I've got visions of Ross wrapped in wires, like strangling himself. He's doing a Michael Hutchins. I'm glad you got that, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> you can't put you can't put that in there. You got it. No, <laughs> this is all going to be cut down. <laughs> let's not let's not start the rumor that Ross is into autoerotic asphyxiation. Rumor? Oh, okay. old, <laughs> Ross, Ross likes the old choking stroke. Man, that is old news. <laughs> Okay. Did you say it was a, a new sensation? Um, Hello? Hey. Has he finished? Sorry, I was just choking myself for a bit there. I felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> really good. <laughs> oh, Greg, I thought you knew that about me, man. We've been friends for years. I, I think I might have repressed it. Okay. Uh, right. Sorry, my microphone uh, stand literally came disconnected from the table, and that just won't do. So, here we go. Okay. Right, where was I? <laughs> you were, we were introducing Paul. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, right. <clears throat> and finally, Mr. Paul Collett. Oh, hi there. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I mean, I think the audience have already been introduced to me by my ramblings uh, while you're getting choked, whatever, but, you know, I'm good. How are you? I mean, <laughs> I, 
Paul, I'm going to cut all of that out. And that is not going to make any sense to anyone. Oh, you shouldn't cut it out. You should, you should be You're going to have to redo this now as well because you can't have Paul telling everyone. <laughs> it's the fun, the fun gone wrong intro that everyone's going to love and laugh at. No, because we were going to have a short one tonight. This is just going to be an absolute ramble. Oh, it's too late now, isn't it? It's, it's, too late. it's already right. fucked. Okay, band, now... band words for the rest of the podcast. Ross choking himself. <laughs> yeah, we've, got, we've got a name for it at least anyway. Right. Paul, I'm going to introduce you again, okay? Oh, God, okay. How are we not done with the introductions yet? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you were having yeah. a crafty. It's been a while since all four of us have been together, so that's probably why. Oh, it's been at least, uh, it's been at least two weeks. Oh, right. Yeah. And finally, Mr. Paul Collett. Hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Absolutely was... fantastic. I'm just laughing at a joke I've read on the phone, maybe. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at Ross uh, choking himself at all. Hell. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Couldn't resist that one. Sorry, man. I'm just going to see Paul Collett has been kicked out of the conversation in a minute. Yeah, oh. and the band hammer's coming. Sorry. Right. You know, when people talk to me about this podcast, they say, I really like, I really like the conversation between you guys. You know, <laughs> so maybe they might enjoy the last six minutes of absolute well, hellish nightmare. Yeah, that long, is it? Right, anyway. This is the Finger Guns podcast, and we're going to start off, as ever, with what we've been playing. So, Paul, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing Blazing Chrome. Uh, uh, like a 16-bit side scoring shoot in the contravane. Um, I don't think it's out just yet. Um, the embargo's not until 11th, I don't think. So, can't say too much about it. It could be a there 10 out of 10. It could be a 0 out of 10. There we go. I've saved your ass again. Carry on. <laughs> just whatever Sean said, that's how it is. Um, and I've been playing Destiny. There you go. Wow. <laughs> this is hard work, babe. Oh, it is hard, isn't it? Jesus. Oh God! What is wrong with all of us? Is it is it the weather? I think it's probably the, like, the, the beer I've had all day. So okay, yeah, good. We're all drunk again. Excellent. Uh, Greg, what have you been playing this week? I finished Days Gone. Yeah! Wow. How long have we been talking about that on podcast? I finished Days Gone, so I have been playing. Uh, I got back to Devil May Cry Five, which is top notch, but I'm crap at it because my muscle memory has gone in the five weeks that I haven't played it. Thanks. So I'm enjoying that. Didn't ditch days gone on the last level, mate. You know what I mean? Only because the boss is a quick time event. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'm that's, not spoiling anything. But well done, Greg. We're all very proud of you. Yay! Oh, thanks. Oh god, that really uh, yeah. the, uh, the memory of uh, you ditching Sekiro. Well I actually want to play Sekiro again. I know you do. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Um, how are you finding getting back into Devil May Cry? Yeah, it's good. Um, it's really gone back to the. Devil May Cry 1 and 3 roots. Uh, we don't talk about the second one because it was awful. And as much as I like the DMC reboot, uh, it's gone back to... It's, it's pretty much just wiped away that. It's gone back to the story, continued from sort of after Devil May Cry 1. And as a game, it's really fun to play. It's not too challenging yet. I'm only like 9 missions or 10 missions out, I think, of a possible 20-ish. So I'm sure it's going to get harder. And there are more difficulties to unlock. You know, like mm. Dante Must Die, Son of Sparta and all that. But uh, I'm I'm going to see it through. I'm enjoying it. Awesome, awesome. So that's been your week. I saw you play Red Dead today. I am. I put yeah. I, I picked up Red Dead again because um, I traded in Days Gone. I yeah. had a thought. I, I sort of thought I want to play Red Dead again, and they've dropped the price down in a lot of places. So I traded oh, in cool. Days Gone. I mean, it's been out for 
when did it come out? October? I did beat the story before, but that's kind of all I did. I just sort of went, no, I want to finish the main game. And I thought, no, I want to go back and do some more of the world stuff and, you know, stranger missions and uh, not so much the picking the wildlife and hunting stuff, but to actually get lost in the world and do some more of that because I just cruised through it last time. Fair enough, fair enough. There is plenty to see and do. Uh, Sean, what have you been playing this week? Uh, quite a bit. I've been playing um, Total Total Party Kill, I think it's called. I think that's the, the right way of saying it. It's a Ludum Dare game jam game from last December that's now been turned into a full game. And the game jam theme was um, sacrifices must be made. Um, so people had to make a game around that theme. And um, the guys at Adventure Islands created a game where you have to basically kill your own teammates in order to get to the exit door for each of these like 60 puzzles. And it's pretty damn good. Uh, there's a review up on the website at the minute. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's um, pretty devious. You have to kind of like use three different characters you, whose abilities to like freeze to shoot people with arrows and stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've also been playing Astrologaster, um, which is a game that I think both me and Roscoe played um, at EGX a couple of years ago. Um, I picked that up on the PC of the weekend because of the Steam sale and it's it's dropped down by like 10%. So I thought I'd jump in. It's a game about, um, a, he's a, an astrologer um, slash medicine man from the time of William Shakespeare and he's hit the the College of Physicians won't give him a license because he doesn't actually know anything about medicine he just uses the stars to give people uh, diagnoses and to give them like fortune telling you don't actually have to know anything about astrology to um, play the game because it's just a comedy because the guy is a freaking idiot but he just tells people these ridiculous things um and he always has sex with women after his consultations. So, yeah, that was playing it yesterday while the wife was watching uh, Bad Girls. And um, Jesus Christ, I was laughing my head off. I got stitch. I was laughing that much. It's because some kind of Italian guy turned up three three days on the trot with different ailments. And I couldn't fix him. But uh, he's um, a very funny character. And what else have I been playing? I think that's pretty much it. Horizon Chase Turbo. Because it's on PlayStation Plus and it's great. Is it? Um, I played that on the mobile and I loved it. Is it uh, changed much? It's just it's basically outrun again. Isn't it? it's, it's, it's pretty much. You know, yeah, it's it's for, it's free on PlayStation Plus on on PS4 now. So oh, you download it. Yes, I wish I'll do that. If only there was a location of finding this kind of news out. Maybe know, a website. Right? If there was oh, a blog, me. that told oh. me all this good stuff. If only. <laughs> <laughs> If only we yeah. talked about PS Plus quite a lot this week on Slack because they changed the game over like, at the last minute. Yeah. And we talked about it a fair bit. Yeah, I've kind of been missing on Slack. I do apologise. That's okay, man. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Horizon Chase Turbo. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's really, really good fun. can't believe it's free on PS Plus because it's one of those games that's like, damn, this should be more successful than it, than it seems to be. Uh, yeah, it's great. The visuals are fantastic. It feels really, really nice. I still I can't beat Sean's times, which is annoying me right now. It's time to just come up on the screen and I can't beat them. Apart um, from one of them. One of them I've beaten. How long did you celebrate that win? Um, <laughs> I'm still on that high, to be honest. Okay. Just let me know which track it is because uh, I've got some things to do right now, guys. <laughs> so I'm just going to have to drop off. <laughs> also, Sam, the uh, the VR guy who made Radio G, is on my list. And uh, I'm beating his time, so that makes me happy. Nice. More than nice. anything. That's, it's like, yeah, hashtag beat the dev. Rock on. I know it doesn't quite work because you didn't make Horizon Chase Turbo, but, you know, be a dev, I guess. Uh, <laughs> nice. You yeah. did, you get, you're going to start a, a Twitter movement with beta dev. Yeah. You really are. 
<laughs> some no. some oh, parts god. of the internet are really going to attach to that. <laughs> oh god, this is a terrible mistake. <laughs> oh god, no, we'll do that again. Um, I've been playing a bit more of Super Mario Maker 2. Um, it's just fantastic, just fantastic. I think it's going to be one of my games of the year. Um, I've discovered the endless challenge mode, which is just an infinite number of Mario levels that you can play randomly generated depending on which difficulty you choose and you just keep going you just keep going and more and more and more appear one after the other and you just keep going it's fantastic and some of the creativity that people can come up with is quite unreal like i said last week and it's it's only getting better uh, i've started to make a track my a, a course myself and it's not going very well at the moment but i thought i'd give it a shot and so i've given myself like three weeks to make something pretty awesome so that's my that's my goal for the rest of the week i'm gonna <laughs> review it when it's done I'm going to go and give it a, a, 10, it. a 10 score. Or a 0 out of 10 score. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It's before Maybe the embargo. We don't yeah. Know. yeah, this track is currently uh, under embargo. So got to just be careful about what you say. Uh, I've also been playing Sea of Solitude, which is a game that I've been looking forward to for a long, long time after EA revealed it last year at EA Play. And it's, yeah, it's heavy stuff, man. It's pretty intense. From the very beginning, it's, you know, it's all about a, a young girl's dealing with her mental health and how it's how it manifests in monsters and creatures that surround her and things like that. But it's a beautiful game to look at. It's not very long. It's about three or four hours. I'm nearly at the end. Uh, the full review will be up uh, this week on fingerguns.net. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty intense. I wasn't expecting it to be as kind of dark as the, the screenshots give it an impression of it being a very light game, a very breezy game, but that's few, few and far between. So it's, yeah, it's hard work, but... Uh, the game is available now, so if you want to go and get it, then go and grab it. And I've also been playing Etherborn on the Switch, which I can't talk about an awful lot because I'm still under embargo. But uh, yeah, it's I've, I've got to the point where I got to at EGX Resed when I played it there. The point where I freaked out too much because there were too many people watching me and I couldn't figure out the puzzle, so I just put the controller down and left. And so now I've got no one watching me, I can probably do it, hopefully. We shall see. That's the plan anyway. I didn't realize the people who were standing behind me were the actual developers of the game. So I didn't realize that until I went back afterwards to chat to them. Freaked me yeah. out. It. It's one of those things that it shows when developers come and sit by you. You're either really proud because they're thinking, hey, this person might be able to, you know, give us some design decisions. Or they're going to and they're going, oh, fucking hell, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Do, do he? And then when if they come over and start pressing buttons for you and showing you what to do, that's when you've got to worry. You're probably yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you go in there with a the press pass on. Like, <laughs> you really should know what you're doing. But, yeah, uh, but you know, for 99% of the industry, a press pass means we are shit at games. So <laughs> <laughs> True enough. Yeah, it reminds me of... Um, do you remember Back to Bed that was out about two or three years ago? Yeah, I, it's, I do. It's very akin to that. Okay. Uh, which is what I, I think about that game a, a lot when I'm playing it. So... Back to bed. It was a very niche indie game, very puzzle orientated, very weird and trippy, and it's it's very similar to that. So if you if you like that, then you'll like this too. Uh, right. So that is everything that we've been playing this week. We actually got through it at a relatively quick pace. Well bravo. done, everyone. Hey, bravo, bravo. Well done. Good. Day. Right. We're going to move on then to oh lord, the almighty finger guns trivia challenge. Oh dear God, Mr. Sean Davies. Oh yeah. Have you have you got an intro, or do you want me to do it? Uh, you can do it this week. Okay. Welcome to the Finger Guns Trivia du, 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 du. Challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beautiful stuff. Beautiful hi. stuff. Hi. Absolutely hi. love um, it. <laughs> so, 
Yes, in, in our eternal search for something a bit new to do on these quizzes, um, I came up with something a bit different this week. Um, and I say that every week, but this is a little bit more different. Um, so this is what I'm going to coin a synonym quiz. And if you don't know what a synonym, synonym is, basically it's a thesaurus, a word and a different meaning. Um, so you often see these kind of um, questions within crosswords, um, but I've kind of gone through and got 22 video game names and found synonyms for the titles. Um, so for an example, um, right. <laughs> weighty precipitation would be uh. heavy <laughs> Yes, get it? That's one point already, yes. <laughs> um, so I hope this makes sense. I'll go through the questions. I'll read out the, the questions a few times. And if you've never played this before, we do the questions now, and then we'll do the answers towards the end of the uh, podcast. So you guys all ready? As I'll ever be. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to potential bans. Potential bans, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so question one is Roads of Anger. Oh, I know that one. I'm on a roll. I get it. <laughs> Question one, Roads of Anger. I'm doing that thing where I'm actually like counting out the uh, syllables of my fingers going... <laughs> I'm glad we're not on video okay. of this, so just my, my dumb face going... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Question two, Insane Cab. <laughs> you did there. Question two, insane cab. Insane in the cab. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, question three, um, the residents of the expired. <laughs> I got to start doing that with every one. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Like, just a... Oh, every, every question. I, like I get it. <laughs> okay, question three. The residents of the expired. Uh. <laughs> okay, um, question four. 50% of existence. <laughs> Because I'm laughing, but if I've got these wrong, I'm probably just going to laugh at them anyway. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a Thanos reference. No, no. Okay. What was that one again, dude? Uh, 50% of existence. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Okay. <laughs> okay. This one, this one, yeah, okay. Question five. Imposing larceny automobile. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wheelie, wheelie, steely automobile. <laughs> oh. You're so you proud of yourself, aren't you, Sean? You're so proud no, of yourself. No, I'm not, no. <laughs> Question five. Imposing larceny automobile. <sighs> Question six. Road brawler. Road brawler. Road brawler. <laughs> yeah, okay, you got it. <laughs> I hope I've got this one. 
So, question six, Road Brawler. <laughs> well, to be fair, at least, at, least this is quick, at least this is quicker than the uh, the musical one. Yeah, yeah. I've made it a nice quick one. Okay. Question seven, Inaudible Pike. Sorry, what? Question seven, Inaudible Pike. Inaudible Pike. Yep. Ooh. Ooh, I oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I got it. Inaudible. Come on, Greg. You know this. I probably do. You know this I... for sure. I don't think I know any of them. Oh, God. Finish that sentence, Ross. Go on. I said, you know this for sure. I thought you said, you know this because you. I thought you were going to give away that it's something I've played. No. no oh. I... Can you read that again, please, Sean? That last one. Yes. Inaudible Pike. Pike? Write it down. Uh, yeah, but like, no. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what Paul said. <laughs> Question eight. Deity of conflict. Yeah. I can't <laughs> stop doing that. It's just like a really bad poker tell. <laughs> That's why I don't play poker. You get two good cards, and I'm like, hey. Uh, Greg, do you fancy a game of cards at some point in the future? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe snap. Oh, okay, yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Question eight, deity of conflict. Okay, question nine. Demon is able to sob. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck it> out. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. Look, at least you're enjoying this one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the word I'd use, but it's definitely entertaining. Okay. Question nine, demon is able to sub. Question ten, ocean of muggers. <sighs> I don't know anything. This is ridiculous. No. <laughs> oh, Paul, don't start. You're going to get 22 out of 22 at the end of this. You know you are. Oh, hell no. Especially not this one. Because all I've got at the moment is kind of death fish. Um... Yeah, that was a great game. <laughs> not remember exactly. that. It's not even a game. So that's what I'm worried about. It was a launch title for the PS Xbox. Launch title for the PS... <laughs> the PS Box. I remember it very well. Yeah. Okay, question 10. Ocean of Muggers. <sighs> okay, question 11. Cogs of Confrontation. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> I still can't figure out the inaudible uh, pike one. That's what's bugging me. This is why we This is why we called him the knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, oh man, this what these all sound like like ripoffs that you find on like the Android store. That's like really <laughs> popular games. The Chinese yeah, game store. Is... Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, Sunday morning uh, car boot sale. <laughs> Cogs of confrontation, two for five pounds. <laughs> Completely um, yeah, legit, so... honest. Um, question eleven: Cogs of confrontation. Um, question twelve: Province of 
rot. Ooh. Oh, no, that one is very good. Oh. Silent Pike, man. Seriously. Province of Rot. That's. Province oh, of. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Question 13. Mass transit evacuation. Yeah. Mm. Mass transit. Oh, I was on such a roll. Mass transit. <laughs> Are we doing clues in this one? No. Ah. Or a clue of one thirteen would be quite handy. Mass transit evacuation. Question. 13 mass transit evacuation question 14 i'm slipping oh man question uh, 14 boo, <laughs> <it sucks. laughs> question 14 missile championship uh, <laughs> 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 Question 14, Missile Championship. Okay, question 15. I'd play that game. <laughs> yeah, I'd play this game too. This, this, this is like, if somebody names their game this, I am so on board. Question 15 is, Murderer's Faith. Sounds like a great Black Mirror episode. Murderer's, I'm, fuck me, I'm losing it. I'm... Sounds, like, sounds like Dexter. Murderer's faith. Sounds like something that should be obvious, but it's not, is it? Oh, oh, oh! Yes, it is. Yes, what it's is it? Fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> You'll find out later. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Oh, that's three in a row. I can't get. That's uh... okay. Question fifteen. Murderer's faith. Question sixteen. Demand. For pace. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> it sounds like it just, just sounds like the British version of that game. These are these are like the top twenty worst games you could possibly buy, isn't it? You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell little Timmy we couldn't find that game, so we got him demand for pace. <laughs> it's about the, the same thing. It's like the world's cheapest Christmas, isn't it? Mm. Oh, God. Okay, question 16, demand for peace. Question 17, massacre sector. Question 17, massacre sector. I don't think there's a game called Murder Zone. Ooh, ooh though. Ooh. So close. 
I'm not though, am I? Am I? I know what it. I know what it is. What is it? <laughs> I'll, tra- I'll, tra- I'll trade you the answer for. <laughs> All right, let, let's get on our DMs and Slack. We'll, we'll, we'll slack. <laughs> what was that one again, please, Sean? Massacre Sector. Am I going to be really annoyed when I find out the answer? Here you are. Oh, God damn it. Okay, question 18. Shit. <laughs> question 18. Beast intersection. <laughs> I've got a film called that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> oh. It's just, it makes this game sound so much more horrifying than it actually is. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> um, anyway, question 18, Beast, Beast Inception. <laughs> Stunk. Uh, <laughs> How can you turn something like innocent into a... I just, just did <laughs> Okay. Um, question 19, change... <laughs> Animal. Ah, uh, there that one. Changed animal. Changed animal. Interesting you follow that one with the one before. I know. I really fucked that up, didn't I? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. Question 19. Changed animal. Question 20. Bellow of obligation. What? Say what? Bellow of obligation. Bellow of obligation. <laughs> That's what I thought something was earlier, and it's not. So I think I'm quite right this time. Still don't know what um what number was inaudible Pike was it. Is it ten? Seven. Seven? Oh yeah, Death Fish is not there, is it? Was it after the, the thingy of Rot one? Um That was twelve. What the thingy of Rot was twelve? Province of Rot was question twelve. And mm-hmm. what was the inaudible pike one then? Seven. Seven. Oh, right. I've gone. Okay. So I'm just. I think I've got it. That's why I'm going back to a. Okay. What was, what was 20 again? Hello of Obligation. Got it. Okay. Question 21. Excavation skill. Excavation skill. That's obviously Strange Brigade. <laughs> Excavation skill. Could you possibly do that one, three, six, ten, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, and twenty again, please? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I'm not even joking. <laughs> okay. Question twenty-one. Excavation skill. Question twenty-two. Crypt attacker. <laughs> I 
22, Crypt Attacker. Oh, that's what I thought one of the other ones were. Okay. Uh-oh. Let, me just, let me just pull that back. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. I'm going to read through all 22 questions very quickly. And you can cut that, this out if you want to, Roscoe, just, just because I know you're all kind of struggling with this one. Okay? <laughs> question, <laughs> question, question one, Roads of Anger. Question two, Insane Cow. Oh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, question one. Oh, I've fucked this up. Oh, right. Oh, okay, okay. No, oh, never mind. Carry on. Question one, Roads of Anger. Question two, Insane Cab. Question three, The Residents of the Expired. Question four, 50% of existence. Question five, Imposing Larceny Automobile. Question six, Road Brawler. Question seven, Inaudible Pike. Question eight, Deity of Conflict. Question 9, Demon is able to sob. Question 10, Ocean of Muggers. Question 11, Cogs of Confrontation. Question 12, <laughs> <laughs> Province of Rot. Question 13, Mass Transit Evacuation. Question 14, Missile Championship. Question 15, Murderer's Faith. Question 16, Demand for Pace. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Question 17, Massacre Sector. Question 18, Beast Intersection. Question (laughs) question 19, Changed Animal. Question 20, Bellow of Obligation. Question 21, Excavation Skill. And question 22, Crypt Attacker. Can you just quickly, quickly, quickly do 17? I've just missed it. I'm trying to write them down, but I've missed that one. Massacre Sector. Massacre Sector. Thank you. There's four of those I couldn't get, so... 52 I couldn't get, but there you go. What are you going to do? And that was this week's quiz. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will see how you did later on, I guess. Beast intersection. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I want Nintendo to make a game called Beast Intersection. I'm horrified. I'm really looking forward to that game as well, next year. Now Now it's ruined for me forever. Thanks, Sean. A pleasure as always. Uh, right then, moving on then to our main topic of the week, which is what are the best games of this generation? So this week I set the uh, I set the team a bit of a task. So think of five games that you think are your favourite five games of the generation. So leading from the very beginning of the Xbox One, the PS4, Nintendo Switch, PC, etc., etc., etc. So I'm going to start with I really struggled with this to be honest because I haven't played a lot of the. the... The games that are really critically acclaimed so i've just gone with what i think are really good games um and the first one is wonder song i don't know if this game is sold very well at all and it is like a niche indie game you play as a bard who basically um wants to be the hero of his own story and can really do nothing but sing and ends up kind of trying to save the world via the medium of music and it is fucking brilliant to be honest it's one of those really well-written games where the story and the mechanics and everything kind of pulls together into one kind of being. So the singing forms part of the character of the game and the, the mechanics and everything is revolved around the direction that you sing in. And it's such a good game. I don't, I, I've not become attached to characters as much as I have for this game since Final Fantasy VII. And that's kind of saying something. So second game 
I would hazard a guess as to say that it would be Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I know it's really easy to just say Assassin's Creed because there's so many of them, and I don't think Odyssey is sold as well as it probably could have done if it hadn't have just branched out and become its own its own game because the combat's as good as Dark Souls, um, the story's as good as any AAA that there has been, the world itself is fucking phenomenal, the game looks brilliant. It's It's one of those games which, for me, just shows what this generation can do to create such a massive open world with no no load screens to look as good as it does tell a really great story and to have so much in it that looks so alive such such a good game third game velocity 2x so that i went to gamescom in germany and i took my switch and i was supposed to be reviewing um velocity 2x at the time and i played it on the plane over was really enjoying it the next day, I had. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean your Do you mean your PS Vita? Yeah. What did I just say? You said Switch. Uh, no, not Switch. PS Vita. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to clarify. <clears throat> yeah, you know the better Switch. Anyway, um, oh! so <laughs> so I'm in Germany and I'm I'm playing Velocity 2X and I'm walking around Gamescom and I'm supposed to be playing all these games that are coming out, but I just cannot put down Velocity 2X. It is one of these amazing games which blends genres and completely blew me away at the time and it's one of my only regrets in that like my decade of writing about games that i gave it a 9.9 out of 10 rather than just the 10 that it deserved because i was young and fucking stupid but yeah it deserved a 10 out of 10 and it's one of the best shmups and the best platformers that are available on any of the consoles right now um so my next game would be unrush now, I know that Unrush was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I think as a cathartic release of um, anarchy, it was so well designed. And the, there are, I hope that one day people look back at Unrush the same way they look at Blur and the way they look at um, Split Second. You know, these games which everyone was like, they're so good and almost nobody played them at the time. Um, but those second-hand copies did the rounds and everybody managed to you know, eventually experience it. And just, to, you know, the, it was such a brilliant, explosive game that um, really kind of got its fingers into me this entire generation. And it's, it, I played it for months and that's just not something I ever do. The last game, and this is probably going to be really controversial, um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I, I don't really do Call of Duties uh, anymore. And... It's because since Call of Duty 4, I, I presume they were just getting worse and worse and worse. When you got to Advanced Warfare, I think they'd put everything they possibly could into one Call of Duty. It was one of these games that really kind of took hold of me and kind of, okay, this has got a really great storyline. Um, and it was <clears throat> around about the same time I was playing Wolfenstein. And I really enjoyed Wolfenstein, but the story for Advanced Warfare was just that little bit better because it was more, more relatable, shall we say. The multiplayer was brilliant. You know, it was just such a good game. And, you know, it, it's 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 another Call of Duty, but I honestly believe for, for the money, you cannot beat the production values on how a Call of Duty game is pulled together. You know, you, you buy them every year, and on day one, the multiplayer works. And there are tens of millions of people playing it one time. <clears throat> and I, I don't think you can you really knock that as a, as a product. And... Of this of this generation, I think Advanced Warfare has been my favourite Call of Duty, and I I hope beyond hope that they 
the next one's as good. Because, you know, Call, Call of Duty 4 was my, my favourite and, um, and until Advanced Warfare. And fingers crossed this, this remake is just as good. And that is my, my five. That is an interesting five. Yeah. Do you know what? I, you know, there's so huh. many fucking games I could have picked up on that list. You know, I was thinking about New Colossus and, you know, just there's so many games. Mm. But, yeah, narrowing it down to five would have been impossible and was there's so many that I feel that I've laughed off anyway. Okay. Interesting, yeah. I was going to say, because one of my five is one that I thought that you would say and you haven't. So that's interesting. Um, so yeah. I'll probably drop I, it in later. <laughs> okay. Gregory, do you have your, uh, your, your up to top five? I do. Yeah, my first game is Hyperlight Drifter. I'd say it's a bit of a hipsterish choice, but it's an absolutely phenomenal sort of top-down, retro-inspired, like Zelda, Link to the Past-inspired adventure game. You go through sort of four main areas of like giant dungeons, and it's one of those things, I'm not going to call it a Dark Souls-esque game, but it's got the narrative style of Dark Souls, as in it doesn't tell you much, there's no dialogue in it, it's, it, uh, people communicate in pictures, so, you know, like they're, they're telling you what's happened through pictures, that kind of thing. It's got a tough, but sort of easy to learn, hard to master combat system. And it was just a really engrossing like, arcade game. Same as like Fury, you know, like it's mainly sort of boss rushes with a bit of broken up uh, exploration in it, but it's an absolutely fantastic little uh, game. And it's got an amazing sort of ambient retro sort of synth soundtrack, which just cruises you through it as well. Second one is going to be, you know, not completely obvious to know when it's Resident Evil 2, the remake, just because it's absolutely fantastic. It's exactly what you want in a remake. They've did. They've done what they did with the Resident Evil One remake on the GameCube, and they've kept most of it there. They changed. Obviously, the, the change in camera perspective is a big thing, but they've kept the core of Resident Evil Two there, and they put a new spin on it. And I just thought, graphically and gameplay-wise, it was fantastic, and it terrified me with Mr. X, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, third one's going to be Bloodborne. Now, I, I know I like I played Sekiro, and we know that I'm not finished it. I never actually used to like Dark Souls because I absolutely hated the concepts. I didn't realize Bloodborne was from the same team until it came out, and it was oh, from the team behind Dark Souls. And I was like, oh, I'm not interested. And then somebody bought it for me for my birthday, and I felt, well, I have to play this now. I'm obligated to. And I've changed my tune completely. I absolutely love it. I've nearly platinumed it. And it's just a fantastic game. It's beautiful to look at. It's difficult but rewarding, and the lore in it is just batshit crazy H.P. Lovecraft style in the mouth of madness lunacy and it's just an amazing game uh my where are we now uh fourth one it's gonna be horizon uh not horizon turbo chase um horizon <laughs> zero dawn uh horizon zero dawn um again because it's just a beautiful sort of sci-fi-ish game which ticks all my boxes absolutely loved it i need to go back and finish the frozen wilds dlc and my last one i sort of ummed and ahed between these two it was going to be either the phantom pain or the witcher 3 now, Phantom Pain is a phenomenal game, but I mean, I love Metal Gear Solid, but the story is bananas and the pacing's terrible on it, and it was unfinished, as we know. So I'm going to go with Witcher 3, just because for me, it, I, I, I played Witcher 2 and I went through it just the once and went, yeah, it was all right. And then when Wild Hunt came out, and I lost so much time in it, and especially with the DLCs as well. If you've got The Witcher and you haven't got that far yet, play the Blood and Wine DLC because it's just beautiful to look at stories there and just the whole thing hearts of stone was amazing and the, the core game of witcher 3 is fantastic i put 210 hours into that game and the only other game i put more time into was street fighter 4 so it says a lot that the witcher just took me in that much mm. that I, I got lost in it and it was just a fantastic game and you can get the game of the year edition now for like a tenner so 
Yeah, do that. And that's my oh, five. A nice list. Thank you. A nice list. list. I've played two of them. <laughs> <Really neat. laughs> uh, I, I knew I knew Hyperlight Drift is going to be like a total hipster pick, but no, no, I Hyperlight have... is one of the two that I've played. Oh, okay, well, I actually <laughs> love that game. It was beautiful, and I go back to it every now and then, and I just I love it. Yeah. Can, can I can I just regale you with the tale of the time that Roscoe played Bloodborne at EGX? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Okay, so so Bloodborne first public showing in the UK. Me and Roscoe God. were at EGX Resed. Um, we queue up. Um, the, the the queue is long because it's one of the only AAA games there. Roscoe sits down, and within about two minutes, he stood up and gone, "Nah, fuck it, it's not for me." Because he <laughs> just got dead like three times in that time. <laughs> nice. It was so funny. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I've never seen a guy trying to turn and run away from a booth as quick. <laughs> <laughs> and you mock me for not finishing Sekiro. But weren't you going to get Sekiro at one point? Weren't you going to give it a go? Yeah, I was going to. Oh, well, not now. Well you, should, well, you should. And then you can do the last boss and you can rub my face in it. <laughs> That's if I'd make it that far. Oh, Let's yeah. be honest. Come on. I'd definitely, I'd definitely give it a darn good college try, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the spirit. Yeah, that's all you can really ask for. Uh, Paul, what is your top five? Ah, uh, well, okay. So, um, number one... So I'm basing this on, on a few factors, mainly the ones that either I've bought DLC for or I've sold and bought again because, you know me, I'm a bit of a gaming misery um, and I don't like games. So one I do like, um, you know, kind of special. So uh, so the first one's Watch Dogs 2. As we all know, regular people probably know how me and Ross rave about this game so much. Um, absolutely love this game. It was, just, it was just a nice change from the first game, which was very dry and dreary. And then Watch Dogs 2 came along, so colourful. It had such a nice design, essence about it, all the graffiti. Gameplay was great. It wasn't quite so, uh, hey man, I killed me on wife, so I'm going on vengeance, blah, blah, blah. It was just a bit more uplifting. So, it's, um, yeah, Watch Dogs 2, uh, absolutely great. Can't wait for the third one. Um, so it has to go on the list for Game of Generation. And it also just looked beautiful. San Francisco just amazing to explore now the second game i'm gonna put down as resogun now this was one of the first games that ever appeared on the ps4 um but i'm still playing it to this day it's just i don't know it's such a simple if you've got like five minutes we wait for a taxi or you've got like you know whatever you've got your got your roast dinner in the oven you want a quick quick 20 minute blast resogun is just perfect you can it's like an old school shoot 'em up but it's just so good it's all made out of these blocks uh housemark have a great just a great way of creating a neon pies called Chaos. Um, great fun, great shooter, great power-ups, great levels. Um, yeah, and I really enjoy it. So I've still played it today and again when I've got five minutes to, to spare. Um, so it has to go on now. Third game, I think, has to be Super Hot, uh, which is for the PSVR. Um, I still can't quite work out how that game will work without the VR, but... Um, in VR, I've just not anything like it. It's all your Matrix kind of slow-mo bullet time dreams just come true, you know, and uh, it's a very clever game mechanics, the stylistic polygon graphics are great. And you just, you just, you know, you watch your mates play it and they're just contorting themselves into the weirdest shapes of stud bullets and uh, um, so much fun. It's really, um, it really opened my eyes um, at the time to, to what VR can do for games and, and since then, obviously, Blood and Truth's come out, which has sort of expanded on that a little bit, which is kind of just missed off the, the list because it's so new. But, yeah, super hot. Uh, if you haven't played it on VR, uh, I'd highly recommend it because it is 
Awesome. And what am I up to? Uh, four. Uh, Friday Destiny 2. It's one of the very few games that I've purchased, played, got bored of, sold, then bought it again and played it again and sort of fell in love with it all over again. So that deserves a special mention. Uh, the expansions that keep coming, they're still feeding it with uh, new content. So, you know, it's still uh, as good as it is today as it was when it was first released. Um, and I need to have a special mention to the Bungie sound designers because some of the sound effects in Destiny are just awesome. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, was, I said to Ross the other day, or was it Sean, I can't remember, I started playing Battlefront 2, and I said, the mistake I made with that is I played that after I played Destiny 2 because the shooting mechanics in Destiny 2 are just absolutely perfect. And you go onto a Battlefront 2 or any other first-person shooter and it just does not feel good at all. So Destiny is just awesome. And for number five, um, so I'm stuck. So you guys maybe can pick one for me, I don't know. But it's either Assassin's Creed Origins because I'm other than uh, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed games actually bore the hell out of me. But Origins, for some reason, it just hooked me in. The, the desert scene, the, 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 everything about it, it was just, it was just a, so original. Uh, and obviously it was the first game in the kind of the new Assassin's Creed. Uh, so there's a lot of difference. The gameplay had been tightened up and it wasn't quite say, the same old dross that had been churned out year after year. Um, so it's good to have that, or it's going to be Tetris in VR or GTA 5. I can't, I can't decide which it is. I'm probably going to go GTA 5 because uh, when I played my buddy, uh, when it first went online, I have literally never laughed so much in my life. So... For that reason alone, I'm going to have GTA 5. I mean, I will say GTA 5 was originally an Xbox 360 game, so it was not officially part of the generation. It wasn't released in this generation, if you get me. Yes, it was. Uh, no, it wasn't. You're right. Uh, but there, obviously the re-release was. So that no, is of course, generation. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to take that. If not, I'd probably go for a, uh, Tetris, if I'm not allowed GTA 5. So there. Okay, look. Interesting. Nice. Thanks, man. That's a Roscoe. Is this time for your five? It is, yes. And my first one is a toss-up between three games of a very similar genre. So I couldn't decide really, but I think I finally went for What Remains of Edith Finch away from Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and Firewatch. It was a toss-up between the three of those in that particular genre. Um, Edith Finch just tells a magnificent story and really, really draws you in almost as quickly as any game that I can remember. Um, It's not a long game, but it's something you can possibly doing one sitting if you're that invested into it which i was i sat down and finished it beginning to end um in one go it was it's a story that's told really beautifully and i'm really happy that i jumped on it after sean's recommendation because it was really one of the best experiences i've had of this generation for sure um it goes up against the things like like i said firewatch um firewatch means a lot to me for a lot of different reasons and everybody's gone to the rapture it was between those three for the first spot uh, secondly is Night in the Woods it's a game that you know that I've raved and raved about it for ever since it came out um, I generally think it's one of my favourite games not just of this generation but possibly of all time in like 30 odd years that I've been playing video games it just just hit me like a train um, about how well designed it was how it mixed so many different genres how I fell in love with the characters almost immediately um, how it kind of I weirdly saw myself in the character, and that's a really stupid thing to say. But so a lot of games you can connect with in that way, and Night in the Woods was one of those games. Um, I played it beginning to end on PS4 and gave it a 10 out of 10. I played it again on the Switch um, from beginning to end, and I gave it another 10 out of 10. It's just an absolute masterpiece and deserves its kind of like cult hit situation that it's currently in at the moment. 
I don't think it's ever going to win like Game of the Generation in any other place. Man, what a game. Uh, the next one is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which uh, Greg has said already. Can't really add too much to it, only it's a phenomenal experience. I still can't quite believe it came out on this generation. I look at the visuals now and I still get blown away by it. It was one of the first games that I played on my shiny telly when I first got one. And the way it just jumps off the screen and everything that's going on all at once when you're taking on these massive, massive robot dinosaurs uh, with just a bow and arrow, you know, there's just, there's no better feeling, you know, when you're slowly chipping away at them, taking off different parts. It's such a great experience and I cannot wait until there's another one. And the beauty of that is that it's probably going to be on the next console. So it's going to look even better and even more amazing. And that's something that I can't quite compute right now, but it's a beautiful experience. And the fact that it's available now for like £11 with the DLC is just bonkers. So if you haven't played it already, dear listener, go and play it because it's awesome. And my final one is um, iDarb, which is my little shout out to the brief time that I had a Xbox One. And I played this dumb little indie game which blew my mind. It's just this, this, it's not even top down. It's like a 2D game where you have a goal on either end and you have teams of four and you have to get a ball into the other person's goal. It really is as simple as that. But playing it with my friends, I've had such a blast and we had such a great time playing it. That it's my favorite game on the Xbox. And I think it was a launch game. I can't quite remember if it was or not, but I think it was. And it blew my mind. And it was one of those games that's again gone under the radar now and hasn't really been supported which is a real shame because i loved it and of the top five have i is that four or five did i say four i don't know but um, okay okay so it's not the last one but yeah in terms of xbox games in that kind of year and a bit that i had of xbox it was probably the game that i played the most because i really really enjoyed it and finally is uh, super mario odyssey uh, which is my switch recommendation and i know you know it's controversial Sean doesn't like Mario Odyssey, and that's a weird, weird Ooh. situation to be. Which is, I don't know, it's madness, isn't it? It's ridiculous. But when that game was announced, I remember thinking, great, another 3D Mario game. Awesome. Can't wait to play it. Then I finally got it, and it rocked me so hard that I just can't stop comparing every Switch game now to it. And it, it came at such a point where I was really just desperate for something light and breezy to play. I spent a lot of my year reviewing like heavy indie games, playing stuff like Rapture and Firewatch and, you know, Edith Finch and things like that. And Mario Odyssey comes around and it's just pure Nintendo from beginning to end. Some incredible gameplay mechanics, which still haven't been bettered. It's just a really beautiful palette. The color is amazing. It's the best looking Nintendo game possibly ever. And it's just pure joy. It's just a purely joyous game from beginning to end. So those are my... Those are my top five. Good five. Good five. Oh, Super Mario. That could eat a dick. But go on. <laughs> Shut your moot. So, if you, if each of you could choose one game out of your top five, which would it be, Sean? I, I, I would say uh, Wonder Song, but I know nobody else has is, 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 um, has played that, so it's unlikely that anyone else would say that was the best game in the generation. So, I would probably say Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay, cool. Uh, Greg. Uh, I would have said Resident Evil 2, but I, on terms of, you know, linear over more things to do, I'd say Witcher, just because of the sheer scope of the game and you can just lose yourself in it. Resident Evil's start, finish, shoot things, done. Rich, bleh, Witcher's just big, massive experience, immersive experience. Nice. 
Paul? Oh, it has to be Watch Dogs 2, no doubt. And I'm surprised sure. that wasn't on your list as well, dude, considering the amount of time you played it. I mean, yeah, I mean, Watch Dogs 2 is the game that I've played the most this generation, for sure. But it was it was a problem, like like Sean said, there's so many great games. It's and it's, it's like, you know, if it isn't in my top five, then it's probably number six or number seven, you know. It's That's just... down, wow. Well, yeah, my top five are already full, you know, what am I going to do? Well, you'll take one out, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watch Dogs 2 is, yeah, I don't, I don't dislike it at all. It's phenomenal. It's just not, it's just not quite as phenomenal as my, as my uh, top five. That's what I'm saying. So what's your uh, number one big boy game? Um, my, number one <laughs> big boy game. Uh, my number one would be uh, Night in the Woods. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone else has played it, but. Nope. I have, I have, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I can see why you would relate to that game far more than I would. And it was like, when when I read your review of that game and I saw the score of it, and I was like, okay, I can see like a lot of... It's one of those games that if it hits you at the right time of life, when things are happening, it will be like literally talking to your soul. It is chicken soup for your pains. And yeah, totally. It just didn't hit me that way. I, I was like... Past that part, you know. That's very I, nice. I was five kids, homework and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, uh, five kids, homework and shit. Yeah, that's my life. <laughs> Do you think there's ever been a game in your life that had that effect on you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's been a couple. I mean, there's um, Edith Finch hit me hard because of shit that was going on, and but the problem is I can never play that game again because. I don't ever want to, if that makes any sense. Like, that game deals with some incredibly difficult situations in incredibly beautiful ways. And I experienced it once and will remember it for the rest of my life, but I will never again touch that game because it was, I'll I'll be honest, I stopped playing the game and just went to bed and had a a right good cry to myself. So it was, it was, it came at the worst possible time in my life. But also, like, it was really cathartic and quite healing in a way, which, you know, it's it's the reason it's not on my list is the fact that, you know, I can give that a 10 out of 10. Um, and I did. It was the first review we ever wrote for Finger Guns. Yeah. And it, we, we gave it a perfect score. What a, sh- what a, what a bad way to advertise our website. <laughs> <laughs> can, I don't think I can ever play it again. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to play it again for the first time probably now, but not at the time. It was, it was odd. And, yeah, cool. That was an overshare. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry. I brought it up. Jeez. No, I'm kidding. It's no. Yeah, I was, I was just curious if there was a game like that. Yeah, for you. Think, yeah. And of course, think, it was Edith Finch. That makes a lot of sense. I think I think everybody, anybody who plays emotional games, will eventually kind of attach themselves to one. You know, like it, it, it is all to do with like circumstances. Like, yeah. I, I know that every Christmas when an Assassin's Creed comes, game comes out and I am feeling awful because, like, life is spiralling out of control, I always play an Assassin's Creed game. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's, it is like, it's just a map, just icons. I'll just take these off. It's, it's fine. I can control this shit. I can not control my life. <laughs> And that's and that is that is that is that is what I, I get from these games. And I think everyone attaches the, these games for different reasons. And I can honestly see see why you would be so attracted to Night in the Woods and like you know Final Final Fantasy VII. I think that attached to a lot of people back when it first released because of 
you know, the fact that it was the first story, the first game with a really good story to really hit these shores. You know, we had James Pond before that. We had fucking Destruction Derby and Cool Borders. You know, it wasn't, you know, the, it was the first mass market game, but also there's so much to relate in that game. You know, there's, you know, the, at the time, there's so much to, to relate to, you know. Girls don't like me. Fucking these girls won't date me. I, I've now got to cross-dress to save a girl. These things are all relatable to me and you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. God, I remember that day. Um, hey guys, do me a favour, please. Could you tell me the name of that game that you lot all played? That, that kind of weird, um, it's like killing mummies and stuff. You all, all three of you played it. You made me buy it and I didn't like it. Strange Brigade. Strange Brigade. Strange Brigade. That's it. Thank you. That's not the answer I was thinking of. Still, I'm still trying to do the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I need to tell you this, Roscoe. Did you know yeah. that there is a IDOB 2 in development? What? <laughs> yeah, so so on the, on the I think it was the 22nd of June um, at an Xbox um, showing, like, the, you know, the, they do the tours. Um, Mike from the studio went up on stage to say, IDOB 2 is now in development. They have opened the hashtag for people to suggest new mechanics and they're asking for a new name. So, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Oh, sorry, I just uh, just had an out-of-body experience there for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. That is a reason. Something. That's a reason to get an Xbox. Yeah. Uh, launch title for next gen, do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, God. I can't believe iDub isn't on Game Pass. Yeah. It's, it's one of those... bizarre. They gave it away with Games with Gold, though, didn't they? Or am I, am I not thinking? Maybe, but that shouldn't, it shouldn't stop from being on Game Pass. That's true. Maybe That's... it is on Game Pass. I don't know. I might not have to scroll down that far. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's down right down there at the bottom. Fair enough. Okay, so the finger guns top four games of the generation then so far in no particular order are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, The Witcher Three Wild Hunt, Watch Dogs Two, and Night in the Woods. That's not a bad list. It's a pretty good list. Yeah, we'll probably jump back to this again when say this time next year when the generation is uh, winding down. Yeah. And our top four games will be The Last of Us 2. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Cool. Okay, well, uh, that was our top games of the generation so far. If you do have any of your own, do let us know at the usual places over on Twitter, at FNGRGNS, or in the comments, or in the reviews on iTunes. Hey, leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be really nice. It really, really helps us out. Sorry, just a quick plug there. So, I'm going to move on then to the next topic, which is, who should Sony buy? Now, <laughs> I bring this up because there was a lot going around uh, recently. Microsoft are obviously picking up studios left, right, and center. All of their first-party studios, which they never officially owned, uh, people like Turn 10 and things like that, people that are making games for them, but never officially kind of like put them under their Microsoft Game Studio banner, which they now have done. And we were curious, Sony have also got a lot of these studios that they haven't picked up yet. And moving into the next generation with Xbox seemingly going full steam ahead with their first party games and obviously Sony doing the same thing but do they have the correct studios to do it are they being a bit lax in not getting certain studios I'm going to go to who haven't I gone to first yet this week Greg do you have any opinion on the uh, Sony picking up particular studios making sure that they can keep up with uh, the the madness that Microsoft are currently up to and there's any studios that you think that they should pick up that they haven't done so yet uh, yeah I mean it'd be nice if like you say, Sony can purchase some of these studios that maybe have been sort of 
floundering for a bit or not producing anything that we want to see sequels for like like Microsoft have done but hopefully not do like an EA and then just sort of push them beside the wayline or buy them and then dissolve them into the company as for personal picks I'd like to see people can fly I'd like to see a bullet storm too and I don't I don't necessarily mean that should just be a PlayStation exclusive but it'd be nice if they had the support because there was a there was a, an article the other day saying you know people may fly uh, would like to do a bullet storm too if if the interest is there it'd be nice to see another one of those come out because I mentioned it last week I actually quite like bullet storm uh, what else would I like to see obviously they got Bend who were uh, 989 studios that did siphon filter so it'd be nice to see another one of those but that's that's more of a game wish list not a developer I'm trying to think who else has really sort of gone by the wayside pandemic dissolved didn't they yep yeah, they're the guys that did Mercenaries and Kingdoms of Amalur, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's none, there's none that I can really think of off the top of my head that would be like, oh, I'd like to see these guys break another game out or, you know, get the support. The team that did Enslaved, you know, the Odyssey to the West. I can't remember who that was. Was it Sony Exclusive? Um, no, it wasn't Sony Exclusive, but it'd be nice anyway. to see... It'd be nice to see another game with that kind of... Not niche appeal to it, but it was a good game. It just didn't sell very well. I can't remember the team behind it, but... You know what I'm saying, like something along yeah. along along yeah, those ninja, lines. Ninja Theory, yeah. It was a Ninja Theory. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, how are they doing? Oh yeah, they flopped after the DMC thing, didn't they? Oh no, they did um, Hellblade. Yeah, yeah they, they did they Hellblade, just... and then they got bought by Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, because Team Ico is still under Sony, aren't they? So it'd be nice if they did something again that didn't take ten years like the Last Guardian did and was a bit better than The Last Guardian. Oh, that's about it, really. I can't really think of anyone that, that sort of sprung to mind. I know it's been our homework for the last few days, but I can't really think of any. Unbelievable. Uh, no, Dolls. I mean, <laughs> the, first one, the first one for me that comes to mind is Insomniac. But they own it, don't they? No, they're still a third-party studio. Oh, no, studio. they don't. Sorry, yeah. sorry, you're right. They just had a very specific deal for, uh, for Spider-Man. And it seems like, from the success of Spider-Man, I don't know, it just makes sense for me, for, for Sony to just put pen to paper and just get them officially under their wing. Yes. Uh, because there's, obviously, and something that also did Sunset Overdrive, which was an Xbox exclusive. And so it's like it's like they're jumping from one platform to the next. And it would be really nice, obviously, if there is a Spider-Man 2, which there probably will be, then it's obviously going to be a PS5 exclusive. So why not just make it official and just get them on board completely? Uh, that's that's my sort of thinking about it. My, my kind of pie in the sky one would be Sega. Ooh, man. that would be pretty dope. Would like obviously Shenmue is a console exclusive. Do you think that could yeah. actually happen? Do you think that's a possibility? Man, that, I mean, be, that would be like amazing. It's, it's probably unlikely. I can't imagine Sega are going to want to deconstruct their Nintendo Switch audience for Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games and things like that. True, but it would be nice. It would be nice to see things like things like Yakuza and Persona and um, like future Sonic games and stuff. Just. Exclusive one that a Sony banner. That I think that would be awesome. But that's just uh, that's just me. Sean, have you got any thoughts on this? Um, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I thought you would. I thought you. <laughs> so I I agree with you. I think that um, Insomniac would be the easiest buy. But also I think after Spider Man, their their worth has probably gone up quite significantly because they've managed to to create the you know highest selling open world game of the year by a long margin. So, it it would I think it would be difficult for Sony to convince them to join now. Insomniac do so many deals with Sony that it just makes sense. You know they you know they did Ratchet and Clank, they've done Spider Man, they're obviously working on a new Spider Man now, 
and they eat and Sony have even employed a guy to work in Insomniac Studios. So that means that currently there aren't any deals with other game studio uh, other game publishers going on at Insomniac right now. So it would make sense for them to go out and buy them. That would be great. Um, one of the one of the major rumors doing the rounds at the minute is that um, Remedy Games, so the Alan Wake and Control developers, that they are currently under Sony's watchful eye and that Sony are preparing a bid. Now, if I honestly don't think that this would leak if it was going to happen. I think this would just happen. And the reason I say that is these things normally leak a couple of months after they've already been talked about. And either they happen and we get an, an official announcement or they don't happen and we get a leak. So I, I feel like this has already been something that Sony have probably explored and decided not to go with. Because Remedy are really great developers. They've just got the rights back to Alan Wake and they are talking about a PS4 version of that. And, you know, they, they are really great developers that, that could do a lot with a lot of money. So that would be great to see them, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I think another studio that Sony really should be looking at is Housemark. Housemark have done Ooh, deals. Yes. Ooh, interesting. Yes. So, so Sony have done exclu- exclusive deals with with Housemark for years and years and years and years, um, and they've Sony have always done like marketing deals with them. So obviously, they've done PlayStation Plus deals with them and the marketing deals to try and get their games out there. But obviously, Housemark moved away from Arcade. They did the whole Arcade is Dead um, post. And then they've gone on to do these is it Storm Chasers, Storm Hunters, Storm. A, a, a new Battle Royale game, which isn't quite a Battle Royale game. It's more like a first-person shooter, but with like Battle Royale mechanics. And they have kind of already admitted that that game is dead on arrival because everything they wanted to do with that game, people have already managed to do quicker. So they, they showed their game. And then other people have bought those same things to market before they could. So it's very unlikely that this game from Housemark is going to be successful, which means Housemark might be a really easy pickup. So I mean, they they would be, you know, an, an easy an easy studio to look at. The other thing I think Sony should be looking at is Crytek. Oh wow! Now Crytek have been in, in financial trouble for freaking ages, but they also have some really great IPs. So like obviously, you know, you got the crisis games and they have a, an engine which if used right is like you know a pc melter on epic proportions and given the fact that sony are moving into you know the next gen and 8k and wanting games to look the prettiest now the cry engine is described as that it's, it's really difficult to use but can get the best visuals now sony don't need this engine they've got the decimal engine from you know gorilla they have a, a really great engine themselves, but if they really wanted to kind of double down on getting really good-looking games from external developers, they could buy Cry- Crytek and then license the CryEngine to other studios to, to help them bring really good-looking games and basically get more people away from Unreal. So Unreal has basically taken over the market now. So, yeah, they, they're something I'd like to see. Also, um, Cyan Worlds. I don't know if you guys remember Cyan Worlds. They did the Mist games. Oh, blimey. <laughs> Jeez. Does yes. it still exist in any shape or form? Yeah, they do. So they, they released Abduction, which came out on PlayStation 4, I think it was last year. Um, these are, so these guys, they, they are the original guys that did Mist, and they're currently really heavily investing in VR. So they've got two games that they've kickstarted, and they've got another one. 
what the fuck is he called? But anyway, he's he's building a he's building a game where you are exploring the mind of a guy who's losing he's losing his memory. He's got Alzheimer's, and basically, it looks one of the most one of the most hard hitting games I've ever seen. But it's it's stunning, and the VR element of it is something that obviously Sony are going to want to you know partake in. They are a studio which have a lot of pulling power, and they are all massive names, and they all really know how to tell a story. So they probably don't go for much, as in, you know, they, they could probably be picked up pretty easily. And they are all based in the UK. So, you know, it's it's an easy one, that one. And also, I, 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 there's so many studios that Sony could go for. I mean, you know, Ready at Dawn. Yeah. Do you have any, um, have, have any like, pie-in-the-sky ones? I was going to say Sega Crazy the same. Thoughts. I was going to say Sega because, you know, they, they, the Yakuza games, they're already a PlayStation exclusive. You know, you've got the Persona games, you know, they're all PlayStation exclusives. Sonic, for example, you know, Sony's push that, that they could actually release a good Sonic game again. That'd be nice. It's impossible. I, I don't see it happening, but it's just... What would be really nice is if that Sony did want to buy Sega, they left Sega as is and just helped them out, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah so in the same way that uh, Microsoft own uh, the Minecraft guys. Yeah, Mojang, yeah. So like yeah. in 4J, like if they, they did that and you know, just let them, okay, you can publish games whatever you want, that's fine. Because they still make money from it, you know, they're still the parent company, they still, every dime that comes through the door still goes into Microsoft's pockets. It'd just be nice to see Sony to start to do that again. They, they did that with Daybreak Studios, where, you know, they, they Daybreak made um, a couple of online shooters, which were PC and PlayStation 4, and they were all about going on Xbox, but then Daybreak kind of decided to spin off and buy, the, buy their own independence. And now they're off, you know, doing their own thing. But that that was Sony's kind of foray into that, into allowing, like, getting their games everywhere. So that would be really nice to see if they could continue that. I don't see it happening. Sony seemed to really love their walled garden, but we'll see. We'll see. What about what about Bungie? Oof, yeah. What if Sony could get Destiny 3 as a PS5 exclusive? PC as well, Holy but PS5 shit. as well. Game over, isn't it? Is it the... <laughs> I don't Do know. You know... Destiny 2 is still such a sour topic for a lot of people. Why? I don't understand. People are entitled. Oh. <laughs> I've, still, I've still never played a Destiny game. Wow. Oh, you should. They're pretty good. Nah. <laughs> I mean, Bungie would be interesting. It would be amazing. Uh, there was a lot of rumours a while ago that Sony were going to buy EA. Yeah, that's crazy talk, though. Yeah. Well, they should. No, maybe they can fix the fucking anthem. I think... <laughs> oh, there it is! There it is! I got bingo! I Bungie... Bingo. Bungie would be a complete 180, though, because they started as an Xbox thing, didn't they, with Halo? Can you imagine that going around sort of full circle and covering, going from one exclusive to the other? Did you know about how, how Bungie became, about, about how Halo became an Xbox exclusive? Like, the, the whole story about it being a yes, PC exclusive? it was originally going to be an Apple game, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 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 And, um, and then, like, halfway through a, a conference where they were showing Halo, the Microsoft guys approached them and were like, we want your game. <laughs> how much money can we give you? And they were like, they 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 said a stupid number that they never expected Microsoft to 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 go for, and they just went, "Yep, here you go." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh shit, now we've got to build a game." <laughs> so uh, just Bill Gates turning up at your door with bucket loads of money. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I imagine that's what it felt like. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and that's such a great idea. What a good lad. I wonder if you know Kojima Productions, you know, Kojima's new studio. Yeah. They've obviously they, they are using the Decima engine from 
Cabrillo to make um, Death, Strand Death Stranding. It'd be interesting to see whether what happens next for those, because obviously the game comes out pretty soon, and you know Kojima's then free to do whatever the hell he pleases because he's only got a one-game deal with Sony. Mm. Do, you th- very do, you think he'll, what... do you think he'll settle in with uh, Sony? I think his games always do really well in the East, and Sony are you know big proponents over there. And it's unlikely that his next game would be a Nintendo-friendly game, if that makes sense. So, oh, it... man, a Switch port of Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see a Mario game made by Kojima. That would be so funny. Oh, like, Kojima, please get on Mario Maker 2. Like Peach it's... walking around with no clothes on. This is the only way I can breathe. <laughs> 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 like Mario just popping out of cardboard boxes everywhere. That'd be great. <laughs> Mario! <laughs> She's been taken by Bowser. A Bowser? <laughs> that's it, yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, well, that's been an interesting chat. Obviously, Sony, the world is at their feet, really, in terms of PS5. Paul, have you got any thoughts on this? Well, um, only two, and they're probably, like, just because I want, like, games and stuff. So maybe they can pick up Res now. I don't know if they've got them already. But they're the guys who bought Tetris and Res Infinite to the VR and... I've always wanted a Res 2, um, so if perhaps I could pick them up, they could bring out Res 2, maybe on the PSVR, PS5, whatever, um, and that'd be really nice, um, and also, you know, more Tetris in VR is never a bad thing. Um, and finally, um, I don't think they exist anymore, um, they were incognito, and I think they changed their name to Lightbox, um, but obviously we all know, well if you know me, these are the guys that bought Warhawk, to PlayStation 2, uh, PlayStation 3. So, obviously, I want Warhawk 2 or 3, uh, and so, therefore, Sony should buy Incognito slash Lightbox, and didn't Job should get on the case and bring us Warhawk 2 to whatever console he wants. I'll buy it. There you go. Cool. Yeah. You've, you've piqued my interest now. And, and why is that? Part of Warhawk and Starhawk was, was built at um, Santa Monica, mm. and... Obviously, Dylan Jobs, is he still developing games? Because Apparently so. According to my incestuous stalking on Twitter, he's still developing something. Like, they, um, they were they were hip. Hang on. In- hip- incessant or incestuous? Incessant. Did All I right. say incestuous? <laughs> you said incestuous. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that close, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It's a good, it's a good pickup. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm leaving that in. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, why not? Make sure you tweet tweeting as well while you while you're at it. Okay, so carry on. So right. um, Lightbox, they left Sony. Well, they they you know they ended their partnership with Sony and were hit by layoffs in 2012. And they said they were going to go and start working on mobile games. That's right, they did. Yes. So I you know I, I I don't know if they are still around, but I mean that if if that is the case, they would still probably have to gear up to do any kind of Warhawk. But you know, Sony Santa Monica did a lot of the, you know, they they helped with the development for for Warhawk and Starhawk, and obviously Santa Monica is still going there, you know, making mm-hmm. a a God of War. So you know, who knows? And Santa Monica, they they flip between having a one team studio and a one point five team studio. So who knows? They might be working on new Warhawk. Well, the thing is, I mean, if we just slightly just digress slightly into Warhawk because we know how much I love it. This this day and age of, sort of battle royale games and things like that, and you know Fortnite, Warhawk is a perfect game to release right now. 
I mean, it wasn't yeah. um, it wasn't a battle royal game as such. You know, to capture a flag and you know that kind of thing. But it was all, you know, death matches and something like that. But the maps are so small, and really is very similar to what Fortnite is like. As in, there's a small island and you go from A to B, and you know, there's two teams, or whatever. So now is a really good time to release, re-release it as a as a remake HD or bring out or whatever. Because now's the time. And also, when I spoke to Dylan Drag on Twitter, he did say that if it, his plans for Warhawk Two, basically, the, the, the consoles couldn't cope with it. So maybe you know, PS Five, we might get one. Who knows? I'd be I'd be up for that. Oh, I'd be so up for that. We need to start a petition. Start a petition, Paul. This is how you things like get Warhawk, done these days. Uh, sure. You know what? I I. I didn't play much as Warhawk. I played a lot of Starhawk. And um, yeah, I, I ended up getting the entire of the DLC for that. I was quite into the build, the base building stuff for Starhawk. But yeah, that was good. I thought that was a genius um, little intervention. And I, at the time, I was a big single player gamer. So, and Warhawk, obviously, being multiplayer, didn't really appeal to me as much. But because obviously, Starhawk had a little mini single player campaign. Right, yeah, so, yeah. It was more appealing to me back in the day. But yeah, when I played a Warhawk, I only played like four or five matches. It was pretty good. How strange, because it's Warhawk that got me into online gaming. How strange. There you go. There you go. There you go. Anyway, continue. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, that was a good chat. I like that. Uh, right, let's move on. I was curious if anyone out there is interested in seeing a cut of Justice League done by Zack Snyder instead of Joss Whedon. Paul? God, no. <laughs> Oh, look, okay, look. Um, I tried my best to like uh, DC's uh, superhero, uh, you know, DCU kind of thing. I don't quite understand what happened to DC. They had it smashed. They had the Batman trilogy, which which has actually just changed superhero films forever. And they were so good. They had it in the bag. And all they had to do is continue that theme with Superman and all the other heroes, and they didn't. They went, they went on another tangent. I like Man of Steel. It wasn't great, but I enjoyed it. it finally, it was a film that showed off Superman's powers. But it was just like, uh, it's like a mess. It's fast. You couldn't really see what's happening, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, Batman versus Superman was just pointless. Um, and they just sort of flew straight into, into Justice League. And it was just the most terrible film. And jo- Josh Whedon is an absolutely awesome director. He actually nailed Avengers. Every single episode of Buffy that he directed was just amazing. Um, so there's no reason why the DC thing should have turned out so bad because Joss Whedon was directing it. Um, I can't understand what Jack, uh, uh, fucking Snyder's going to bring to a different take. He has a vision. That vision is just super fast kind of chaos action that no one can understand what's happening. Um, I don't think there's anything on this planet, part by rewriting it, recasting it, and refilming it, that's going to make Justice League, you know, uh, need another Justice League film. So I think DC basically just scrap everything, go back to the drawing board, start again. Just saying. All right. <laughs> no, that's fine. I wanted your opinion on it because you were, I know you're a, you're a big lover of uh, DC. I am. I mean, I, re- I mean, I did enjoy Man of Steel. I mean, I thought, you know, it had its bad points, but I really enjoyed it as a Superman film. But just, you know, Batman versus Superman was just such a waste of time. They should have had Batman because uh, we, we read Superman. Let's have Batman. Let's introduce the heroes one at a time like Marvel did. But they didn't. They just went straight in. They rushed it. And, oh, it's just awful. I'm so gutted. Even Aquaman wasn't particularly great. The only, the only other decent feel they made was Wonder Woman. And she stole the show in the Justice League anyway. So there you go. Greg, any thoughts on this? No, I haven't seen any of the 
Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, or Justice League movies, or even Aquaman or Wonder Woman. So, nope. You might as well. <laughs> you, well. <laughs> you might as well. Uh, you might as well cut this entire me bit out because I don't have an opinion. What a I, I haven't. I have. I've had no interest in watching them. To be honest, I, I've got Marvel fatigue, as I said the other week. So DC stuff just. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Sean, any thoughts on this? Um, there is not enough money in the world for me to for make me see another second of Justice League. Doesn't matter who the fuck got it. Um, <laughs> that film was fucking garbage. And um, I'd, I'd prefer to shut my testicles in a car door than watch that film again. I'd, I'd get more pleasure out of that, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's that covered. <laughs> uh, you yeah, wanted to quick, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. No, you're right. I'm not interested in it either. God, Justice League was awful. Yeah. What, why oh, the fuck are God. the nerds asking for another cut? They, they they really want to put themselves through that again. Like, they're abs- because they're just absolutely convinced that the Zack Snyder one is the vision of Justice League that they have in their own minds. Yeah, but these are the same people that moaned about Zack Snyder's vision of Batman versus Superman. So what are they talking about? Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's just it's just it's just a world. I mean, Paul, if you ever get five minutes, just look for hashtag release the Snyder cut and just have a nose at it because it's fascinating. Wow. Yeah. We need to cancel the internet. Turn it off. <laughs> that, is enough, that is enough internet for everybody now. We have had enough. You, you people have gone crazy. After we've downloaded the postcard, obviously. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. yeah. This is this is all that's gonna survive <laughs> on the internet after the <laughs> after the cull. <laughs> the aliens come down and go, the leaders of the world, they will call <laughs> finger guns. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> they talk what? shit for two hours a week. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is the cogs of confrontation? <laughs> oh, we must what, is, what is the animal intersection? You must tell us now. <laughs> oh. Lord. Oh, um, poor aliens. Finally, uh, Strangest Things 3. Has anyone seen it in full yet? Uh, I'm only three episodes in. And I'm no spoilers. It. No spoilers. Okay. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Sean and I were talking before we started recording how I got two friends who were going, oh, I've done episode five and blah, blah, blah. And they're going like, shut, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like the two, the two started talking. I'm like, bah, 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 bah. I've only done three episodes. Don't do this. Okay. So, uh, but, no, um, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I started watching Lost again. So I'm sort of going to get that done before I start on Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watch Stranger Things. Um, Stranger Things is the only show that i will sit down and watch from beginning to end as soon as it drops it's the only thing that i do that for and so as soon as it drops yeah so strangest things 3 is done it's awesome i loved it it was a real real adventure uh this series better than the second one because so, yes i found the second one good don't get me wrong it's good but i found it a little bit um it wasn't quite sort of stranger things if that makes any sense i mean this one this one feels more it's it's kind of weird to say but the series feels more like a sequel to the first season Oh, that's exactly you know what, what I mean. I need to, I need and to that, yeah. the second season, I don't think it was bad by any means, but it was. I think it definitely lost a little bit of that kind of excitement that was. Yeah, sort of it lost, it lost that kind of Stranger Things vibe, didn't it? Do you know what I mean, it felt more like just a normal kind of sci-fi rather than that kind of magic that Stranger Things brings. But this one is just—it's just bright and breezy. It's set in the summer. It's like—I mean, I know you're a fan of the '80s. You're going to fucking adore this series. Oh my it's god! It's just—it's just complete nostalgia all the way through. The characters are great. There's some brilliant arcs, and yeah, I really, really, really loved it. Sean, do you concur? I do. I, I, the only thing I will add is that it looks like the the budget for this season has been like quadrupled yeah. over two. 
because I am I honestly think that is the difference that like they they have had so much money for the season. Like every episode, I was like, "Fuck, that must have cost a ton!" Like, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great season. Um, That's probably... a northerner speaking right there. Yeah, that is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watch things on TV and gone, but that was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the three seasons. This, this one was my favorite sure. by by a margin. So, did you take some... John? Yeah, I, I sat down with Katie on on Friday night. We had a takeaway, and we watched, started watching it. And then we were like, oh, it's finished. And it's three in the morning. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> that, that, that happened. So, yeah, it was good stuff. I haven't done that since 24. Um, has anyone seen Spider-Man yet? I haven't. I've heard good things. No, I haven't seen it yet either. I'm hopefully going tomorrow night. So we'll talk about it next weekend, I guess. My, my nine-year-old has seen it and came in and spoiled it for me. Oh, oh no. What? Did yeah. you punish him? No, 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 no. I just, um, I'm not going to take him to EGX. He won't know that that's the punishment. I won't tell him <laughs> that I'm not taking him to EGX because he spoiled Spider-Man for me. But, but you know, that's what's going to happen. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Right, let's move on then to the answers for this fiendish trivia challenge. Fiendish, yes, it was. Oh, okay. Fiendish ain't a word. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go. Yo, fiendish ain't the word, bro. <laughs> 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 Okay. Oh boy! Right, the noises that are going to come out of you, Paul, when you hear these. Okay, <laughs> question one was "Roads of Anger," and the answer is Roscoe. Have you got an answer for this one? Streets of Rage. Congratulations, Streets hey. of Rage. Um, question two was "Insane Cab." Greg, what have you got? Crazy Taxi. Congratulations, that's correct. Um, question three: The Residents of the Expired. Paul, what have you got for this, buddy? Uh, well, I've, I've got a go for a punt. Is it actually House of the Dead? Hey. That is. Hey. Oh, well, done, well done. Okay, question four was 50% of existence. Uh, Greg, what have you got for this one? Half-Life. Congratulations, that is oh. correct. <laughs> okay, question five, the daftest of the lot. Imposing larceny automobile. Roscoe, what have you got for this one? Uh, go to someone else. Okay, <laughs> Greg. Do you not, do you not have that one? Oh, okay, I've got Grand Theft Auto. That's correct, Grand Theft Auto. Phew. <laughs> I just okay. wasn't sure because you said automobile and like, well, that's already in there. It is, yeah, but the, the like, there is no synonyms for auto. It's automatic or automobile. Okay. <laughs> Literally, my theosaurus was, was was not coming coming back with answers. Okay. Um, question six: Road Brawler. Paul, what have you got for this one? Is it Street Fighter? That is correct. <laughs> okay. Question seven. Oh no! Inaudible oh, this pie. fucking thing. Seriously. Uh, I I I went. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my guess in there. It's gonna be clear. I went Echo the Dolphin. Nope. Oh, is it gross. is it Silent Hill? Yes. Yes. Pike. See, I did oh. that. Ah, oh, you did. Oh. See? I was thinking fish. Yes, yes, you were thinking fish, but it wasn't. It was Pike as in Hill. Yes, oh, I know what a Pike is. Can I, can I, can I like, get a pot? No, a you can't. Can I put down Silent Hill, but I've scrubbed it out because it's no. silent. Silent. No, you can't. You scribbled your answer out. You voided it. Silent, <laughs> silent, silent. Well, what, was, what was the question again? Inaudible Pike. Oh, so oh, I, I did put Silent Hill. I crossed it out. Please um, let me have it, please. Look, 
you you decide whether you want you deserve it or not. Okay, <laughs> you look inside yourself and you think to yourself, if I scrub this out, do I deserve that point? Hold on, uh, Sean. Right for the last two hours, I've been reading the words in all your pike over and over and over again. So I think I deserve a point. Dude, I just told you, if you think you deserve that point, yeah. And you, yes, you think... I fucking do. <laughs> and I'm going to take it as well. Right, okay. Question eight. Deity of conflict. Greg, what have you got for that? God of war. Congratulations. Um, question nine. Demon is able to sob. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe, what's, his, uh, what's that, buddy? Oh, uh, good lord, it's Devil May Cry. That is correct. Um, question 10, Ocean of Muggers. Oh, please ask Paul, please ask Paul. Paul, I have Paul, to what have, Paul, what have you got for this, buddy? Uh, is it Sea of Thieves? Yes! 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 Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Are you ready for this, guys? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> question 11 is Cogs, Cogs of Confrontation. Confrontation. <laughs> Um, if, Paul, if someone, some indie developer doesn't bring out a game called Cogs of Confrontation, <laughs> I will not be happy. Um, what, what's the what's the answer, Paul? Yeah, well, I hope it's Gears of War after all that. It, that is correct, yeah. <laughs> okay, question 12. Province of Rot. Um, Greg, what have you got for that? State of Decay. It's correct, State of Decay. Yes! Okay, question 13. Possibly the most hardest of this. Mass transit evacuation. Roscoe, what have you got for this? Oh, I didn't get one for this. Oh. Mm. Greg? I also did not get one for this. Or? I have got one. Come on, then. Is it Metro Exodus? It fucking is. Oh! oh it's no, it's what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well Mass done, baby. What a legend. Okay, um, no. question 14. Missile Championship. Right. <laughs> Rocket League is correct. Oh, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Um, question 15, Murderer's Faith. Go on then, Roscoe, tell them. Assassin's Creed. That is correct. Oh, for fuck. Hell. Question 16, Demand for Pace. <laughs> Paul, what, what is Demand for Pace? Is it Need for Speed? It is a Need for Speed, need yes. For speed. Excellent. Okay, question 17, Massacre Sector. Um, Greg, what have you got for this? Killing Zone. It is Kill Zone. Yeah. Because you've also done whoa, that whoa, thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. He I said, said Kill Zone. zone. Shut he up. Said killing, he said Killing Zone. That is uh, not what yes, the game is. I did say Killing Zone because okay. I got confused of what Sean was putting on Twitter when he was calling it Killing Floor, was calling that Killing Zone. And yeah. yes, I've written the wrong answer, you pedant. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Paul is not having Silent Hill. Oh, fucking hell. I actually wrote the correct answer. Thank you very much. Yeah, you, and then you scribbled it out. <laughs> it's still there. That was my paper. Yeah, and my answer is there. It's just got ING on it. Oh, okay. Okay. There. The official adjudication is that neither of you get the point. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going down. If I'm going down, I'm taking Paul with me. Okay. Oh, man. Question 18. Beast intersection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Roscoe? <laughs> Uh, it's my poor Animal Crossing. It is, yeah. <laughs> Question nine, changed animal. Paul, what have you got for that? Is it Altered Beast? It is. Yeah, yeah. that's what I got. Um, question oh, 20. Greg got one right. Well done, buddy. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, question 20, Bellow of Obligation. Greg, what did you put for that? Call of Duty. Call of Duty is correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wait, no, it's Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question 21. Excavation skill. Um, Paul, what did you put for this? Oh, man. Literally nothing. Okay, Greg? I didn't. Paul? Uh, uh, Roscoe? Uh, nope, nothing on this. Okay, Minecraft. Oh, of course. Oh, that's, yeah, but that's one word. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question 22, Crypt Attacker. Paul? Is it Tomb Raider? It is! Yeah. Well done. Okay, so if you wouldn't mind counting up your scores, um, and we shall see how you did out of 22. Well, I've uh, got mine tied up. Let's have start take, with have to take Greg. one off from my typo. Um, 16. 16. Paul? Do I get Silent Hill or not? No. no. You slags. Oh, I've got 19 then. 19? Yes, well mate. Done. Well done. Roscoe? Oh, i got 19 then. Look at him. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I, I'm so oh, just, I've just nonchalantly beat Greg. Yeah. Apples and pears were <laughs> 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 you don't do the worst Cockney accents ever. I just want to put that out there. So do you. Yeah, I know. It's a practice as well, which makes it even worse. Uh, insulting and a bit racist. Nice, Greg. Nice. What? what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got I, I got 20. Oh, my God. I don't think you uh... actually did. I think you must have put a typo in somewhere. Well, do you know what? I think what we're going to have to to do is next week we're gonna to have to take a picture of your answers. You're gonna to have to send them to me just before the answers. Ross is here next week. Ross is here next week, is he? Yeah, I'm not here next week. Oh, That's yeah. true. Roscoe will still win. You know, this is the, the yeah. way the squiz goes. Well, messages at like eleven o'clock next Sunday goes. I won, by the way. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that. If you did partake at home, please let us know how you got on. Um, let us know. If I you really hope Sarah beat Ross. Yeah. Well, that that'd so. be nice. Come on, Sarah, you can do it. We're rooting for you, Sarah. Um, and also, Wayne, if you're out there, let, let me know how you do, buddy. Um, I also want to just throw a little shout-out to Wayne. I did not know that in Borderlands 2 you could boost the, to the DLC. And this week, having listened to the podcast, listened to me make a tit out of myself for about three weeks, saying, I'm trying to get my level up to get to the, the DLC. He told me that if I press triangle on the main menu, I can actually just start the fucking DLC at level 30. So it's like, I've wasted about 18 hours of my life. <laughs> Um, yeah, outstanding. Thanks, Wayne. Cheers, buddy. And that's the quiz for this week. Thank you very much indeed, Sean. Do let us know how you got on. Let us know if you beat Greg, at least. There's no, there's no more, there's no monetary prize in this. I'm not even upset. Yet. Oh, we're not that big. You don't, you don't know what the league is yet. I mean, there is a league table. Sean just lost it. The cleaner took it. The cleaner took it. God damn it. Oh, damn those cleaners. God damn it. All right, then. Uh, that does bring an end then to this week's Figure Gun podcast. Uh, thank you all very much indeed for listening. All that's left to say is out this week is a physical version of Hollow Knight on Switch and PS4, and Dragon Quest Builders 2 coming to PS4, and Nintendo Switch, and God Eater 3 coming to Nintendo Switch on the 12th of July. Uh, those are the big releases. Anyway, there's not an awful lot coming out this week. People running scared from Dragon Quest 2, apparently, Sean. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Is it big? It, I guess it's it, big. It did numbers. The, the first one did numbers. Mm. Um, like Minecraft with Dragon Quest. It is massive in the, in the East. So, yeah, I can imagine a lot of people are scared of it. 
There it is. Well, that does bring it in then. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Uh, don't forget, if you do want to follow us, all the information is in the description below. Everywhere you want to see us is right there. So, it is goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. Goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye. And goodbye from Mr. Paul Cullett. Okay. Until next time, this has been the Cogs of Confrontation. <laughs> <laughs>